In this episode, we're talking the best season to sell your property and how a home stager can make a buyer fall in love with your home. You ask real estate questions and I answer them. This is the Ask Daniel Los Angeles Show. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number nine of the Ask Daniel Los Angeles Show. Let's get started. Steve asks, is it better to stage a house before putting it on the market? Does staging even work? Thank you, Daniel Los Angeles. Hey Steve, staging. Homeowners, they don't like that word because they just think money, 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 right? Uh, they think it's a waste of time and that it's not worth it. Well, I personally think that it's a great idea. And the reason why is because if you have a vacant property, a buyer walks in and they're just, they walk into the room and they're just, they're kind of lost, right? They, they don't know what to, what to do, what to think. Uh, they have no vision, no imagination. That's the problem. And if you have a stager come in and they set everything up perfectly where, it sh where everything should go, the buyer comes in and they instantly see, oh, this place is great, I love it. Oh yeah, I can put my couch here. That's where the TV goes. It's perfect. And they fall in love with the property. That's the difference. It's the, the love part that uh, a stager can bring to a property. So I think it's important. The problem is, is that it's expensive. So if you want to stage like a living room and a bedroom, it's like $4,000, right? Because the, the stager is letting you borrow their furniture for six months. And it is pricey, but if you can swallow that pill, I think it's a great investment. Emily asks, the property appraisal came in and it wasn't good. They valued my house $50,000 less than what I'm trying to sell it for. What happens now, Daniel Los Angeles? Hey, Emily, you're right. That's not good. If an appraisal comes in $50,000 less than the the price that you two negotiated, that's never a good situation. So I'm gonna tell you about four options that you got. Option one, the buyer comes up with $50,000 more to meet you at that price that you already negotiated. That usually doesn't happen. You can bring your price down $50,000 to meet the appraised value. That usually doesn't happen. What usually happens is you meet somewhere in the middle buyer comes up with a little bit of cash you lower your price a little bit and you meet somewhere in the middle that's what usually happens the fourth option is you completely cancel escrow that buyer is now gone you search for a new buyer they're going to have their own appraisal and hopefully that appraisal because it is a different person hopefully that appraisal comes in at the price that you and the buyer negotiated Victoria and Sam ask, Daniel Los Angeles, what is the best season to sell in? Hey, Victoria and Sam, thanks for the question. So I'm supposed to say that springtime is the best time to sell. The weather's great, the birds are chirping, the buyers are out. But when I look at the data and I'm looking back at the holiday season and January, when things were you know cold, the buyers supposedly weren't out there, 
these sellers were making a killing because there was low inventory, no, no competition. And so they were able to sell their properties for way more. Buyers, in my opinion, were overpaying just a little bit. And in, now that we're in the spring season, um, you know, you're gonna have a little bit more competition because everybody waits for the springtime. So although it's not a terrible time to sell, springtime is you know, the answer that everybody gives. Uh, I'm looking back at this past winter saying, wow, there was nothing for sale. That was a great time to sell. Now, it's gonna be very interesting to see where inventory is for this next 30, 60 days. Is it gonna be the same as it was this past winter? In that particular case, you sell now, you know, because if the inventory is low, that's when you have to attack. But typically, spring's the best time to sell, but this winter wasn't that bad. Sophia asks, Hey Daniel Los Angeles, I want to get into the real estate market, but I haven't been able to come up with a 20% down payment. Is there a way to purchase my first home without putting 20% down? Sophia, great question. There are ways that you can get into a property less than 20% down. Let me start from the bottom. There's VA loans, 0% down, but you have to be a veteran. Next, FHA loans, 3.5% down but the property needs to be in pretty good shape. For example, no peeling paint, it, you know, it just, it can't be too bad of a property. Next one, 5% conventional loans. After that, there's 10% conventional loans. Now I suggest you go with the minimum 10% because people see a 5% conventional loan and they, they don't come across those too often, listing agents don't, so they're not very familiar with it and they're just like, 5% conventional loan, uh, I don't think I trust this. So I do recommend a 10% conventional loan to be the very, very minimum that you put down. After that, once you get to 20%, 20% is just, that's standard. You're an average Joe if you're putting 20% down, okay? So that's your competition. After that, you're running into all cash buyers and things like that. So you can get into a property with less than 20% down, but I would not recommend going less than 10%. All right, that's it. Episode number nine is in the books. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Daniel Los Angeles or on Instagram at Daniel Los Angeles. You keep asking those real estate questions and I'll keep answering them. <laughs>